0: This is a download from theoutdoorsstation.co.uk, number three nine six.
1: You're listening to the 2015 TGO Challenge, sponsored by the Great Outdoors Magazine, Hanvag Footwear, and Fial Raven. Part eight.
2: It's now midday on Wednesday, one more day to go, and we've left Tafside for the pleasant walk through the countryside to Edzell and then up to Northwater Bridge where we'll invade the caravan park there with probably about 50 or 60 tents and then all evaporate first thing in the morning. But this is the I say the traditional end, it's quite a common ending route for the challenge. Primarily because uh, you actually have a fair amount of off-road walking before hitting civilization, as it were, and that horrible straight piece of road that can take you down to Northwater Bridge. But of all the finishing points there is on the challenge, this is probably A, one of the easiest, and B, uh, one of the more rural, uh, to close as possible to the coast. But... Everyone we've spoken to this morning, conversations we've overheard, uh, all the rest of it really. It's a pleasant morning this morning, a bit of slight breeze and blue skies, uh, but um, no rain as, as yet, so a very pleasant morning. And everybody we've been passing by or past us all appear to be reflecting on this year's challenge, uh, this year's crossing, the high points and low points and some of the adventures and people they've met along the way. As always, I'm walking with Rose and Tony and Lee, of course, so I'm just going to go round the group and just ask for any reflections, really. This is the, the time we all do it before we, we're a hit once again with reality. So, Rose, first, how are your uh, thoughts on what we've been doing the last couple of weeks and, well, I suppose, what's coming next?
3: Well, as, as always, it's just such a great privilege to walk across the whole landscape. I think it's just just fantastic really and along with that the sort of extremes that you go through from you know crossing the the, the tops over to get down to lag and locks in that horrific storm and trying to lift my legs up over the heather and the bogs and the wind and rain and couldn't catch my breath it was taking it before I could even draw one to that fantastic quiet up on the ridge and just sort of quiet breathing and not hearing a soul and the magnificent sort of panorama laid out before us I just love the contrasts it's just, yeah, a real experience
2: So all in all then, you've, uh, the weather the good points and bad points, it's actually been quite a good crossing
3: Yeah, I've really enjoyed it, been a really good crossing quite cold um, quite, we've had a, few, a couple of really cold nights and cold, cold winds but contrastingly, a couple of days walked in t-shirts So yeah.
2: Be prepared for anything I just speak to Tony and Lee as they uh, make their way towards the next refreshment spot. I guess, which is uh, which is Edsel.
0: So, Lee, your uh, thoughts or reflections on this year's crossing? Windy, yeah, very windy, and that's just Tony. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, cold and windy, yeah. but um, pretty much like all challenges, a good mix of Scottish weather. Yeah. And I know you enjoy your camping. Have you enjoyed the camping this year? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. We had a great camp at, uh, as probably mentioned earlier, Oban, Bothy and Lot That was great. And um, the one at uh, Tanner was fantastic. It's not a little bit crowded, but everybody was there for the same reason. Yeah, but it's also nice to um, have uh, a bed in the hotel in Ballater. That was very welcome as well. Yes.
2: Your timing for such things is, is, is becoming more and more unique. It's very, very clever. So, anywhere that's been a battle to get to but really
0: worth it? Um, Open oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Bothy, that was a battle to get yeah, to, to first be honest. Um, it seemed to be um, a short distance on the map, but actually on the terrain, seems to take us a long while.
2: Because that was on our 2013 route, wasn't it? Do you think it was, a looking back on it now and having realised what it was like around there, that was really unrealistic, even, even on a good day to get to it?
0: Absolutely, yeah, and totally um, a waste of uh, going across that way, because it was very difficult. We could see from the, the opposite side how difficult it is to get to, so there was no need to have ever tried.
2: <laughs> but a good spot all the same?
0: Yeah, very good. Lovely grassy camping, and I lay in my tent till 10, watch the sunset, That's, very memorable.
2: Any, uh, any sort of short days that allowed a good line as such? Because we've put some good good miles in on certain days we've been walking together.
0: Um not so much lies in, but getting in early to have him all was nice. And again, to Ballot was nice, so we can just have a have a drink and a bite to eat and and then go do your washing. But, uh, that's always comes as a nice treat to me. Cool. All
2: right, well, I'll just wait for tone to catch up and how about yourself this year tony any reflections on this
4: start off by saying uh, it's been two years since i've done the challenge and obviously you start off with enthusiasm Within an hour of walking you're thinking what am i doing why (laughs) am i doing this and that goes on for about three days and then you start settling into it and you enjoy the, the walking. My feet are fine and the countryside is beautiful. You meet old challenges and new challenges and make new friends. That's very pleasurable. And then uh, for me, uh, obviously, always uh, the high pint is It's never the Monroe, funny enough. It's always the pub. <laughs> when I get to the pub and you have that Guinness, and it refreshes you. Have
2: Isn't you found it? the reception this year from publicans as well as the... Coffee houses, you know, very warm. Yeah, well, well,
4: I'm an easy lad. Take please you say, you know. So as long as uh, I get a hot meal when I want it, Guinness, a good breakfast, I'm perfectly happy. You say. So I, I've got no complaints. It's, as usual, it's all the hospitality's been brilliant. And then, then the low points. It's obviously the rain and the wet, walking through bogs and all that, putting up a wet tent. Getting out of a wet tent. You know, that's the usual. But the lowest of the lowest point has gotta be when you leave that bloody pub. <laughs> that is really hard to do. You know. But well, that's a typical challenge for me, I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah. You know.
2: So as always, I take it you're not gonna do this again.
4: I'm not gonna put my body through this shit ever again. <laughs> you mark my word. That's it.
2: So oh, with that note, I'm sure we'll see Tony in a couple of years' time.
4: Yeah.
2: as always well thank you guys it's been a pleasure walking with you and certainly a nice Likewise. day to finish
0: on yeah a yeah. pleasure of working with yourself and round yeah. I must admit you're both looking on fine form and Yeah, well, fitter than ever to be honest yeah. well,
2: well Rose is carrying all the weight as usual so well, obviously, yes. Yes. that's the only way I can do it really
0: yeah. Yeah. have you enjoyed the chips <laughs> you know, it seems to be the only reason you come is
2: to be able to... Enjoy- involve, in to yes, chips. I should start writing a blog on the chips I no- yes. I've known and loved in Scotland, exactly. shouldn't I, really? Well, oh, the wind's picking up, so I'll draw this to a close now yes, and perhaps pick I this up a bit later.
5: <laughs> well, hello and welcome to my first uh, communication from Montrose. Yes, it's uh, Wednesday afternoon and... It's the end of the challenge. A small group of us left uh, our camp spot in the Fetterasso this morning and did what Humphrey and I traditionally do now, which is to walk around the perimeter of the forest, uh, which, one, both prolongs the walk a little bit uh, and uh, allows us to uh, make the most of this forest environment. The Fetterasso is much maligned, I think, and... um, uh, it has a lot of charms. One of the advantages of this route is that we leave the forest really uh, as far east as you can get on the TGO Challenge. So it minimises road walking for about 40 minutes. And a good 20 minutes of that is really along um, uh, tracks uh, and paths as well, not proper roads. Um, but from there, it's just a slog into Stonehaven. But it was... Uh, A nice day, and by the time we reached Stonehaven, the sun was shining, and uh, it was appreciative. Uh, We were walking, Humphrey and I, with Jeff Cantle and also with uh, William from Barbados, and we told them about the wonderful ice cream store there is in Stonehaven, and when we got there and went in, uh, we found the proprietor of the store there. I don't think she's been there uh, the last few times we've been. She was quite fascinated by the TGO Challenge, And Renton got her SLR camera and interviewed us uh, for their new Facebook page. She's also worked, I think, as a bit of a local journalist, and um, she certainly did a a comprehensive interview with us. She wanted to know all about the challenge and the event and so on. Uh, And she was so pleased with it because we, we did tell her, of course, that we walked all the way from the West Coast simply to sample her ice creams. Um, But anyway, I think the the ice creams certainly are the highlight of our final day. She was so impressed with this that she insisted that we had double ice creams and so we toddled off to dip our toes in the sea absolutely full of ice cream, which was rather pleasant. And then from there it was uh, a quick trip on the bus down to Montrose and uh, TGO Challenge Control and the end of our trip. So... uh, We uh, walked into the Park Hotel and rather luckily I found that they had a um, spare room for the evening, so booked into that. And um, so I'm now sitting here uh, relaxing, uh, washed a bit of gear, uh, and generally just giving myself the time and space to reflect really on the uh, walk so far.
2: As you can hear, Andy finished a day ahead of us on the Wednesday. While he was absorbing the luxury of ice cream parlours in Stonehaven and the Park Hotel in Montrose, we were still walking from Tarfside via the village of Edsel to the North Waterbridge campsite. The Edsel to North Waterbridge route is not one to look forward to. There's no getting away from the urban reality of the heavy traffic thundering past such a stark contrast to the peaceful walk in the morning which started at Tarfside and took us along the bank of the easy flowing river. If you take the obvious path you can end up walking for several miles along the very straight road which sadly doesn't have a footpath. Every year the cars and lorries appear to get faster and closer, so you have to be alert at all times as you circumnavigate the old airfield. However, with a little creative map reading, it is possible to reduce your exposure down to a kilometre or two by taking a detour along a few paths which cut across fields and down a small side road. Thankfully, we joined Barbara Sanders and Ellie Taylor, who were also being creative along the way, and the easy conversation helped reduce the monotony of this flat terrain. As is often the case, during these dull, uninspiring road sections, when being forced to walk in single file, my mind tends to review the two-week trip, the experiences we've been through, and how I now feel about some of the gear I chose this time. So just as Andy did in an earlier episode, I thought I might comment on some key items. So let's start with the tent. As I mentioned before, it was the Vaude Paralizard two stroke three person, and this was chosen purely due to the forecast of snow. The week prior to leaving we had our show at Backpacking Light and most of the new shelters on display hadn't been seam sealed. So I was torn between risking one of the new Lux Hex Peak teepee shelters or maybe a habitat or go for something I knew which came ready sealed as it were the lizard or perhaps a wiki up. I did have a week to seal them of course but unfortunately it did rain continuously during that week and the time pressures of sorting things out after the show just didn't allow this to happen. As it all turned out in the end, I feel I could have taken any of the Lux shelters as they were, and we would have been fine. But of course, a decision had to be made, so we went to play safe with the Lizard, which was the lightest of the selection, and also the smallest pack size. Plus, it could be pitched as one, which many challengers will know can make all the difference to getting out of the weather. Initially, we thought the space was a bit cramped and the door slightly restrictive to get through. But over the two weeks, we grew to appreciate the internal space and the door, when propped open with a pole, offered a good cooking space out of the wind. The couple of nights we had the heavy 50 mile an hour gusts did concern me when one of the end poles, which took the full force, started to flex under pressure, however, after some imaginative reinforcing with gaffer tape and a walking pole, this troubled us no longer, so all in all, equally as good as the smaller one stroke two person version and i'd yeah I'd highly recommend it. We slept on neo airs once again. Rose on a three-quarter and me on a full length, over which we used the Backpacking Light three-season wilderness quilts. Although I've been using quilts for years, Rose had some concerns initially about draughts and potentially feeling cold, as petite women have a tendency to do so. However, she soon confirmed that she slept as warm and as comfortably as when using her favourite Rab quantum sleeping bag, and so gave it the big thumbs up. Obviously, during the very cold spells getting towards dawn, we both added our extra insulation when the frost hit, but this usually stayed on only for a short while. She is now another convert to quilts. I chose the new Gossamer Gear Robic Mariposa as my pack this time, and it was easy to see why this design had become so popular with backpackers doing something like the challenge – I noticed a considerable number of others using this version and the previous Dynema version, all of whom extolled the virtues of the external pocket system. The one large side pocket will take most shelters complete, and of course a shelter is the first thing to come out of your pack when you set up camp and the last thing to pack away in the morning. So even when it's raining hard, it was still possible to organise yourself without taking too much water into the shelter at night with you, or soaking the contents of the pack in the wet mornings. Also, the large expandable mesh front pocket was a godsend for stuffing all the various clothing you might need during the day, and it held absolutely everything I needed. I guess I carried somewhere between 9 and 12 kilos generally, depending on the food parcel I collected of course. The bag was never full to absolute capacity, however it does need to be above a certain volume for it to have some structure to compress against due to the nature of the top pocket or the top flap. Otherwise the pack has no structure, Uh, something that wasn't a problem on this trip of course due to the range of equipment we took. Um, and the capacity was absolutely bang on. All in all, it carried really well and offered some good attachment points for me to clip on my Crocs, which I picked up in Glasgow. Now, Crocs are cheap uh, and very useful and a good way to rest your tired feet at the end of the day, but they're notoriously difficult to keep inside your pack. The cooking was again uh, a little gas peak ignition stove, another favourite which we've had for years. Uh, again, we chose the gas cooking option due to the expected weather. Otherwise, I would have probably used the Little Avenue alcohol burner inside the honey stove, as I've done before. However, safety was uh, an important consideration with the weather in mind. And so the gas was the better option, taking into account the size of the lizard doorway and the limited headroom it offered, of course, uh, if you would had an alcohol stove in there we found the Avenue Double Nesting 1300 and 900 pan set offers us a whole variety of cooking options, which we've again used before, and they also stack nicely inside each other. And then inside that, we also had a Avenue 400 mug, uh, the stove, two folding sporks, various cooking tools, and the pan cleaning items with some bio soap, all of which was packed inside the double pot cozy and then stashed away inside the pack.
1: The Outdoor Station has been producing independent audio and video podcasts since 2005, reaching an audience of millions around the world. If you have any feedback, suggestions or sponsorship inquiries, please email us directly on info at theoutdoorstation.co.uk.
2: My clothing this year was the same old Montaigne favourites I've used for many a time, and which have never let me down. However, we did try the new Montaigne Primino tops, and I mixed this with some other merino base layers from Chocolate Fish and Embers. I would say the Montaigne Primino was certainly lighter and maybe slightly warmer than the other Merino tops. There was also no evidence of Pong either, so that too has now entered the favourites draw. Everyone we've spoken to recently has said how hard it is to get hold of Innovate Shoes this year, and I would agree. Since they sold out to an American company last year, or was it the year before, there's been more of a problem finding, let alone buying, the old walking favourites, the infamous Terox, which are no longer made. I think Colin Ibbotson, when I saw him, told me he bought the last 15 pairs in his size when he realised they were being discontinued. I eventually managed to get hold of this year's Innovate Rocklight 295 model, Like the old model, they fitted my feet perfectly, uh, were comfortable and very grippy on those slippy, muddy slopes. However, by the end of the trip, they had begun to fall apart either side of the toe at the hinge. I returned them disappointed to Runner's World when I got back, and they agreed that the Model uh, 295 was considerably inferior and gave me a full refund. Good customer service, of course, but what do I replace them with? I purchased some cascadas back in February on Andy's suggestion, but found them nowhere near as grippy on slopes, something he found out to his cost on the challenge, as you've already heard. I also picked up some heavier Salomons, which have a very aggressive sole, but they don't drain the water around the rand, leaving me squelching with every footstep. Everyone I know who has used Terox or Innovates are struggling for a lightweight, non-Gore-Tex grippy replacement walking shoe. So if you have any suggestions, please email us at the outdoor station. The two key items, as mentioned before in this series, were certainly the pot cozy and the body bag. The body bag is near the end of its life now. I've been using it hard for quite a few years, not only as intended as the emergency shelter out of the rain, but as a ground sheet, a floor protector, uh, a dry place to store packs uh, or a kneeling pad, a whole variety of things. When we were above lag and locks, it certainly came into its own as an emergency shelter just to get out of the weather and collect our thoughts and get our breath back. The double-skinned Pot Cozy kept our food piping hot for well over half an hour. It was a pleasure to eat to the bottom of the pan and not have to enjoy cold sludge. A simple but very effective accessory which I notice most challengers now use. Finally, the Root Buddy mapping facility on my iPhone was super help a couple of times when we had a selection of track options. We tried not to rely on it, preferring to keep our map reading skills as sharp as we could, but without doubt it was comforting to know it was at hand when we wanted secondary confirmation. Like all GPS systems in cars these days, it would be so easy to totally refer to it and rely on it. However, a small screen doesn't quite replace the dynamics of a full landscape like a paper map does for us. So it was a very welcome tool to have in the pack, but not one I want to allow myself to rely on if I can help it. Having said that, it was quick to load when we first switched the iPhone on and then booted the software up. Uh, Faster, in fact, than a couple of standalone GPS systems which people had with them that we were walking with at various stages. The screen detail was superbly easy to read and we soon recognised exactly where we we were, as it were. Uh, and, of course, it's very affordable. So it does make it very hard not to use it more often. Uh, however, um, just because I'm old school, I want to try and keep referring to the map and use it as a secondary confirmation system. But all in all, it worked faultlessly uh, throughout the trip. So we eventually arrived with Barbara and Ellie at the North Bridge campsite and found about 40 other challengers in various stages of setting up camp. The mood was fairly jovial and light-hearted, and during the evening, a number of tables were gathered together to wish Lindsay Pooler a happy birthday, complete with singing, a cake and cards. At one nearby tent, I got into conversation with another overseas challenger, Michael Zimmerman, from Stuttgart.
6: It's a second now second I did it, the first one in 2012 and how is it
2: different from the 2012
6: one well we had 2012 it was the first week was winter the second was summer so it switched just mm. in between and so it was more mixed up the weather was it was colder this year and, and I was uh, in very bad training condition mm. <laughs> so it was much harder for me the first day so oh, okay
2: <laughs> so let's start at the beginning
6: Then, how did you hear about the actual event itself um yeah I was on a walk in the Neudart and we met some challenges st- starting there at, at Inverie at my lake and in fact, uh, it was an old lady, Barbara Pierce. Oh, yes, yeah. You know her? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, Barbara. yeah. yeah. Um, and we met her on the way. She overtook us up the hill. <laughs> really? <laughs> and in the evening, it was horrible weather, so we chose a, a B&B, and she was there. And so, so we sat there, and she talked. we talked, and she, she told us about the challenge. And so we thought, oh, it might be nice and interesting to do okay. it. Yeah. Okay. So. And so how does it
2: differ
0: from
6: the walking that you have in Germany? Yeah, it's much more remote. Uh, you can walk wherever you want in, in, in Scotland. You can wild camp, and it's all not possible in Germany. In Germany, it's much more. Um, you have to stay on the path, mm-hmm. and uh, nearly everything is signposted. Navigation is totally different to here. So, and the landscape. As mm-hmm. You have no PTAC in Germany. Yeah? Right, okay. And so, it's t- totally different. It's not uh, better or, or worse. It's, it's different, it's just different, yeah. I did a lot of walking in Germany either. I did a lot of walking in the Black Forest and, and uh, Swabian Woods and so on. But it's a totally different surrounding and, and way to walk. Yeah. Mm. I, mean, we, 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 I mean, the challenge is, is
2: takes different formats. For some people it's walking the distance, some people it's carrying the weight or climbing the mountains, uh, others it's, it's navigation. But an overseas perspective is always interesting to understand more from your point of view and, and your, sort of your countrymen, what, uh, you know, what is so different that makes it such a unique event.
6: For me it's the, the social thing. Uh, on the one hand you meet a lot of people doing the same on the other hand you walk on your own and it switches from time to time so that's a special thing I I think that you walk on your own are on your own but meet on the way people doing the same in the same state of mind so we have a talk a chat and walk for a few miles together and then you leave again each other and meet again at some, at some other place meet other people and so it's a very nice social thing I, I think social event on the one hand but not being together all the time but being on your own and um, so that is makes makes the yeah it makes just it makes more it unique, doesn't yeah, it? Just unique. Just really unique, yeah, it's very unique. Have you any other similar events like this in Germany or anything you've heard uh, about at all? I don't know. I never did another organized uh, walk uh, thing ever, so don't know. I, I don't th- uh, There are s- uh, several uh, walks in Germany, I think, but not in this kind, not there are such a big number of people walking for two weeks. Mm. There are walking events just for a weekend or whatever or 25-hour walks, such such things, but... Mm such a thing, a, walk, a long a long distance walk, don't know mm. never heard about.
2: And would you describe it then in your experience and the experience of your friends that you walk with back home would you say, would you describe it as a tough walk, a really tough yeah, walk it or? Really
6: tough. It is really tough uh, for as I do not walk re- regularly each weekend or whatever so it's just from the uh, yeah training thing uh, it's tough and on the other hand it's also tough to walk two weeks uh, day after day after day mm. such long distance and even the the um, the, the ground the surface is mm. sometimes very very hard it's it's uh, pathless it's peat hack it's uh, boggy and no path and lo- very slow going and it's very uh, it's very different to walking at home yeah. Mm. <laughs> even with this big backpack and, Right yeah. Okay, so
2: very quick questions then um, what has been your best piece of equipment and your worst piece of equipment what hasn't performed how you hoped it to
6: Well I think the, the equipment so far as I have it is, is, is good uh, I like this tent, I like this air mat, it's an expert cinemat Nothing's failed, nothing's failed on you. The sleeping bag was uh, very good, but too warm (laughs) and never too cold in this. Okay, So everything's been good. The only thing I have to think about is uh, some shoes for uh, river crossings. Right, you use boots normally, do you? I walk in the boots normally, but then feet are wet, and Mm. so I have to think about uh, some lightweight um, shoes for river crossings that even are for the evenings in the tent Mm. uh, suitable. and. And you get no wet feet when you walk through the grass. That's the thing why I have these crocs with me. Yes. yes, <laughs> you know. yes. But, uh, but they are not suitable for river, river no, crossings. No. Yeah, so that's, that's perhaps the thing. All the other things, some... <laughs> and
2: thing what sort of food, matter of interest, did you bring with you? Did you bring dehydrated packet food, or did you buy yeah, food? But the normal
6: supermarket things, not the special mm-hmm. outdoor equipment right. thing, but just from the supermarket. The, mm, okay. the chicken curry or rice and whatever, and... Yeah, and that works excellent. Okay,
2: uh, and the final question, and then is what has been your best moment and what has been your worst
6: moment? <laughs> best and the worst. I think you see, this year the worst moment was on the second day or on the third day. It was very very wet, and uh, I was at the limit of my uh, uh, power. Mm. Yeah. So I think that was the worst. Uh, it was raining. It was cold, and I was. If there would have had happened anything that uh, would uh, unexpected that mm-hmm. perhaps I would have been to my limit Yeah, so right. it was just a little too much because I was not trained I had no possibility to do some walks in this in this year so far so it was you were uh, exhausted yeah. yeah and then uh, the best uh, yeah meeting people all the time nice uh, <laughs> evenings in bothies and, and at camp uh, spots and so on and yeah just the whole, the whole thing, the whole social thing. On the first challenge, we I really made two friends. I still have contact to them, and so yeah. And yeah, the worst thing, perhaps, in on my walking in Scotland, not with the TGO, was that I had an, an accident and broke my my ankle several oh, okay. years ago. So I was on my own. So, if you think about outdoor gear and things like that. What is still not uh, solved is the problem of communication. I had a satellite phone with me, but it was a very unsuitable t- uh, thing. It, mm-hmm. it, it saved me in this case, but there should be something more easier to, to handle, mm-hmm. which has a safe connection. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for solo work- walkers, I think, because yeah, I experienced yeah. in, in that that solo walking can very uh, fast can be a very uh, dangerous it, thing. Uh, it, everything went went good in the end, but could have been different so mm-hmm. I think that uh, th- uh, that communication thing is perhaps uh, one where yeah, one, one problem somebody to solve. should walk on. One yeah, problem to on but at least yeah. it didn't happen during the challenge that happened some other no, time no no it was uh, not an, at the challenge it was uh, just a uh, solo walk in Scotland for, of me. You know, the challenge, everything, I think it's it's just a, this, the state of mind that people are in. You know, if, if you meet, they're all nice and friendly and mm. it's just like walking with, with friends. Sharing the, the pain. They're sharing the pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Well, hello again.
5: I'm in Montrose. I've uh, moved out of my uh, room um, but the hotel have allowed me and some other the challengers to camp in their garden at the back uh, and to use their uh, uh, showers and bathroom facilities so long as we uh, buy breakfast um, tomorrow morning on Friday which is which is fine by me. It's a strange day this Thursday the walkers are still coming in and it's rather nice to hang around the bars and to meet and greet people when they come in and there's a there's a real kind of end of a an adventure atmosphere and a beginning of a party atmosphere as well but as i um i sit here this afternoon really just preparing for this evening's meal um there are a lot of people here who are looking quite reflective really and just taking stock i think of everything that they've done over the last two weeks I don't always have a a final day in Montrose, but quite often I do. And for me, it's part of the readjustment, really, back into the world again. Tomorrow is a long train journey uh, for me back to Birmingham. And it always takes a bit of uh, effort to get back into the swing of things, I think. But for the moment, there's still plenty of time to sit and reflect and just think about the highs, the lows, uh the spectacular scenery that we've been through the really dreadful days with the wind the rain thunder and lightning as we have this time uh and basically just to reflect on the variety that always is the the scottish highlands uh And we're also preparing, of course, for this evening's um, celebratory meal at the Park Hotel. I don't always go to the meal itself, but I am going this year, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun as ever. And and another chance to say goodbye to old friends before we head back home tomorrow. So that's it for the TGO Challenge 2015. It was an interesting crossing. Um, Maybe for me, not the most adventurous of routes, Um, But I think I'll do something a bit more exciting next year. Uh, It wasn't particularly cold on this uh, crossing, I didn't think, although the wind that we had gave the feeling of things being cold. We had some bad weather, but never more than two or three days, and that was always preceded and followed by um, some uh, sunny weather. So that was a nice bit of variety. It's uh, not one of those challenges where virtually every day is a very difficult day. And uh, by and large, it's uh, been good for us, I think. Anyway, that's it from me. And uh, I hope this has helped you uh, think about your uh, perhaps uh, dream, maybe to one day walk the 2 Geo Challenge. Or if you're a challenger, think about some other alternative routes. Um, but I'm going to leave you now and uh, just have a little lie down and a nap and a little reflective think before it's time for all of the celebrations of this evening.
1: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To hear more from our extensive free library, please visit the website at theoutdoorstation.co.uk. Join us next time as the journey across Scotland continues on the TGO Challenge.